Hey, and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Very good morning to you. It is just so good to be able to connect with you again this morning. So welcome to church. I wonder this morning, how are you doing? And I actually really mean that. Like, how are you doing? Now, I wonder if during this time, if anyone's really stopped and, and asked you that, really, and, and actually really meant to find out how you are doing. And if you haven't had anyone to just connect with and to just chat with and, and haven't had anyone who's just stopped and, and actually asked you how you're doing, then let that be this moment where we're just reaching out to you and just asking, how are you doing? Because we actually do want to know. So I'm going to ask you that you just connect with one of the, the, the platforms that are listed here on the screen, um, either on Facebook, Instagram, our WhatsApp number, and just reach out. Uh, we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to, to just listen. We'd love to engage. We'd love to encourage. We'd love to cheer you on. We'd love to just pray with you and, and, and stand with you, connect our faith to your faith and just really trust God with you for the breakthrough that you need in your life right now. Because if we're honest, we all need a breakthrough in our lives right now. So please take us up on that and connect with us. It's not hard during these times for us to, to get a little bit stuck. Isn't that the truth? It's not hard for us during these times to, to just get a little bit stuck in, in, in this, this feeling of being overwhelmed, uh, possibly even just this feeling of being unprepared. And if we're honest, none of us were prepared for what we've been going through over the last couple of weeks and, 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 and month and more. But I believe that, that as we, we feel unprepared and as we feel overwhelmed and, and as we get up every day and we, we have to face the challenges that are around us, I do believe that we have a choice. Each and every one of us, we have a choice as to how we're going to respond in these moments. We have a choice as to how we're going to view what we're facing in these times. I'm reminded of, of a, a classic movie uh, called The Matrix, and many of you have possibly watched it. Um, but in this movie, The Matrix, we see this, um, this godfather-like character, a man by the name of Morpheus. Um, he's sitting having a conversation with a with a young man uh, who's who's really just searching, who's who's looking for some greater purpose in life, who's who's looking for so, for for some form of truth in life. And uh, in the scene, at one point, Morpheus leans forward to this young man by the name of of Neo. And he leans forward and he, he, he opens up his, his two hands. 
And as he opens up his hands, he gives Neo the choice. He, he ultimately gives Neo one of two choices. He, he says, in each hand I've got a pull. And right now you can choose to take the blue pull or the red pull. If you choose to take the blue pill, nothing will change. Tomorrow morning, you'll wake up and you'll go into your life as you've always gone into your life. Your thinking won't change and your experience will not change. However, if you choose the red pill, this will open up your life to truth and it will completely change the way that you think and completely change your experience. And for those of you who haven't watched the movie, I don't want to ruin that moment for you. But I believe that as we, as we just look at this moment with, with Neo and, and Morpheus, I believe that, that we kind of have that moment every single morning, you and me. I believe that every morning that we wake up, we essentially have that blue pill, red pill moment where we get to choose this morning, am I going to take the blue pill and, and not have my thinking challenged in any shape or form? Am I just going to kind of go into life thinking the way that I've always thought and as a result, behaving the way I've always behaving and as a result... Just experience life the way that I've always experienced it. Or am I going to choose the red pill? And am I going to choose to engage with truth and allow it to change the way I think? And as a result, change the way I behave. And as a result change the way that I experience life, even my current circumstances. And I believe that, that every single morning we get to wake up and, and we get to have that opportunity of choice. Now, this moment of, of, of engaging with, with, with this choice of, of, of blue pill and red pill, and it's great because it's, you know, the matrix, but I believe that it extends beyond the matrix. I believe that it extends past the movie. I, I, I believe that, that there's this moment where, where God engages with the nation of Israel in the book of Deuteronomy. And, and it's kind of like that, that red pull, blue pull moment that he has with the nation of Israel. And, and he just words it like this. He just calls it life and death. He, he essentially speaks to them and, and, and he, he, he says to them, I set before you life and death. And then he pleads with them. He, he, he strongly nudges them in a direction and he, he pretty much begs them to choose life. And ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to your life and when it comes to my life, I believe that that is that red pill, blue pill choice that we get to make every single day. Do we choose life or do we choose death? 
And it's, it's not something that we can bypass. It's not something that we can kind of just slide past. No, it's, it's something that we have to do. And I almost want to say that when we don't make a choice, we've made a choice. We, we've, we've pretty much made a choice to just kind of roll into the next day, just like the day before, and, and by no means attempt to improve our, our stance in life, by, by no means try to improve uh, the way that we think, the way that we behave, the way that we experience. We've by no means tried to improve our walk in life. And I believe with everything inside of me that there is more to you than that, and that there is more to me than staying in that space. And that is why I believe that God engages with us and says, choose life. Because when we choose life, when we choose to engage with real truth, man, it explodes in our lives. And we start to to experience things completely differently. You see, it's not a promise that our circumstances are suddenly going to be better. But ultimately, our attitude towards what we face has the potential to dramatically change our experience. It was Paul speaking to the church in, in, in Philippi. And as he's speaking to the church in Philippi, he, he kind of addresses this as far as the way that, that they think. And, and I believe that it communicates to us as to how we think. And you're welcome to go and read in, in the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Just to summarize what he's saying there, he essentially just says to them, man, you get to choose the way you think. You get to choose how you are going to think in this day to come and beyond. And he doesn't just leave them there. He, he, he kind of says to them, I'm not just going to leave you there, but, but think on these things. You get to choose how you think. Now think on these things. And then he proceeds to give them this, this list of, of life-giving truths to really adopt into their thinking that in turn changes their experience even in their circumstances. And I believe that the same applies to us when we choose to take this list of life-giving truths and adopt it to our thinking. If I can just sum it up like this, when we choose life, There's this account in um, there's this account in 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 the book of one Samuel where there's a young man by the name of Jonathan and and he's the the son of of the king and in this moment <laughs> the nation of Israel is at war and as they're at war. We, uh, we see that they're in a pretty tight spot. We see that they are surrounded, they are outnumbered, and they have no weapons whatsoever. In fact, they only had two swords in the entire army. 
the king, Saul, he had one, and his son, Jonathan, had the other sword. Everyone else had absolutely nothing, had no swords. And as a result, the army of Israel was, was, was petrified. In fact, they were kind of hiding in their tents in fear. And uh, there's this moment where, where Jonathan, he, he's got what's called an armor bearer. It's kind of like a caddy for war. You know, instead of him passing him a nine iron, he's just passing him something to fight with or, or defend himself with. And, uh, and Jonathan and this armor bearer, they, um, Jonathan speaks to his, his armor bearer and he, he pretty much convinces him to go with him to the front line to check out where the enemy armies are, are camping out. And if you, if you go and look in, in 1 Samuel chapter 14, in verse 6, They've, they've kind of made their way to this place where they can see where the enemy camp is. And, and Jonathan says this to his armor bearer. He says this. He says, let's go across to the outpost. And then he says this. He says, perhaps the Lord will help us. For nothing can hinder the Lord. So he was convinced. He was convinced that nothing can stop God. And then he said this. He said, he can win a battle whether he has many warriors or only a few. And as I read that, if I could translate it for us this morning, it's, it's like Jonathan was saying to his armor bearer, it's like he was saying to him, man, God doesn't need big numbers. No. God just needs big faith. And as he says that to him, I think that's, that's such a profound space for us to shift our thinking from, from, from kind of just, if I can say, blue pill living, you know, just in and out of the day, not really in, willing to engage with a truth that can so dramatically change our lives. And, and in this moment, he, he, he's taken on some red pill thinking. And he's really gone, you know, right now I believe that God will honor a big faith step. And that's incredible, but the, the real takeaway for me is what happens next. Because Jonathan's armor bearer responds like this. He says to Jonathan, he says, do all that you have in mind. Go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. I'm with you, heart and soul. And we, we see as we read further that essentially Jonathan and his armor bearer, they then go out to and make themselves visible, and, and they, they really pick a fight with their enemy. And we see that, that on this day, two men pretty much cause so much havoc in the enemy camp, and God comes and brings an incredible victory to the nation of Israel. And as we consider the story for our own lives, as we 
kind of stop and consider this moment in history and, and, and look at the truths of it for our own lives. I believe it is so important for us to recognize that it doesn't matter if we feel surrounded. And let's be honest, right now, we, we probably feel pretty surrounded. It doesn't matter if we feel outnumbered, and you may be feeling outnumbered right now. It may be that you are feeling really unarmed for this battle that you feel that you are fighting. The important thing for us in this moment is to go that I don't need those things. What I need right now, what God is asking from me right now is for me to really, really trust him. That what he's asking from me right now is big faith. He's just tr asking me to trust him, to put my trust in him. And that when I do that, the most incredible things can happen. And I believe that in this moment, our response to him needs to be the same as, as the response of the armor bearer to, to Jonathan in the moment. Where, where we can essentially just come to God and every morning when we wake up, just, just look at him and just say, Lord, in my life, Lord, through my life, Lord, even in my circumstances and heck, through my circumstances, do whatever you have in mind. I am with you, heart and soul. And I believe that when we approach God in that way, when we approach our circumstance in that way, when we approach life in this way, it doesn't mean we have all the answers. It doesn't mean that we know what's going to happen tomorrow because we don't. But what it does mean is that we are taking control out of our hands and that we are just handing it over to the God who has control over tomorrow. That we are entrusting every detail of our lives to God. And that in that moment, we are kind of showing our big faith moment. We're saying, I'm done with the blue pull. I'm taking on this red pull. I'm engaging with your truth. I'm engaging with your heart for my life. And as I engage with your heart for my life, I'm saying to you, whatever you have in mind, do it. I am with you, heart and soul. No wonder today, what's your next step? In all of this, what, what is your next step? There's this... There's this portion of scripture in, in, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse, verse 12 through 14. And it says this in the New Living Translation. It says it this way. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Verse 13 says, people who despise advice are asking for trouble, but those 
who respect a command will succeed. Then in verse 14, in the Message Bible, it says this. It says, the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life. So no more drinking from death-tainted wells. And as we think of our next steps, as we think of what do I need to move into from here? What what is the step that I'm needing to take to, to move from a place where I get so caught up with what's happening around me, where I get so caught up and so distressed and so overwhelmed by all the news that I see and all the conversations that I, that, that, that I somehow get involved in. How do I move from that space to, to really just trusting God in the moment, to, to really taking on his thinking as, as Paul encouraged us to do? How do I move from, from drinking from these death-tainted wells how do I engage with these fountains of truth? And, and I want to say this to you. You may need to go and clean house a bit. You may need to stop and just ask yourself, man, what are those death-tainted wells? What are those spaces that, that are affecting me to the point where it's affecting the way I think and, and it just kind of perpetuates bad thinking on my part? And as a result, it's, it's affecting the fact that I'm just another voice that's disgruntled within the frustration that we see all around us. How do I move from that to a place where I am a voice of hope? Where I am adding real truth, life-giving truth into the situation that we are finding ourselves in? How do I move to that space? And you may need to go and clean house and you may need to identify those death-tainted wells, if I can put it that way. It, it might be someone that you're connecting with that you realize, man, it's just a bad influence in my life right now. And, and I may need to just cut back on some of those conversations. It, it might mean that I just need to cut back on some of that interaction until I'm in a, in a place where I'm strong enough to, to actually speak life, speak speak purpose, speak truth into that relationship. Change that dynamic. Maybe it's social media for you right now. Maybe you're just spending too much time in social media and engaging with all sorts of stuff that's, that's just kind of polluting this. Whatever it is, I, I really want to encourage you, pay attention to that tension. Stop and, and consider what impact it's making in your life. Stop and consider and just ask yourself, hey, does this produce life or does this produce death? And then act accordingly. What's your next step? Maybe your next step today is that you recognize, man, I've been looking at life through this lens that is so tainted with my, with my hurt, that's so tainted with my disappointment. And, and it's time that I stop taking that pull every morning, but, but it's time that I say yes to this, to this life that God offers me day in and day out. And, and, and maybe your next step 
today is just to say to God, Lord, today I choose life. I choose life. Maybe today your next step is that you just need to say to God, Lord, whatever's in your mind, I I trust you. I trust you. Whatever's in your mind, I am with you, heart and soul. And then I want to encourage you, watch what he does. Watch what he does. I'm choosing to say no to the negativity around me. I'm choosing to say yes to your life, for my life. Whatever's in your heart, whatever's in your mind, do it. I am with you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that we can just come and and engage together around the truths of, of your heart for our lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you that your greatest desire for us is that we would have life and life in abundance, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you did everything that you possibly could to come and and connect our hearts to your heart, to come and connect our minds to your thinking, Father. Lord, that we do not have to stay in a place of negativity, that we do not have to stay in a place where we are completely overwhelmed by what we see around us day in and day out. But Father God, that we can come and say yes to life, that we can come and choose life, Every morning, Lord. Lord, and that as we do that, Father God, as we wake up in the morning and, and, and even just verbalize to you in the morning, Lord, my life is yours. Whatever you have in your mind to do in my life and through my life today, do it. I am with you, heart soul. And Father God, I thank you that we can entrust these lives into your hands, knowing that you care. So Lord, I thank you that as we go out and just live this out practically day in and day out, Lord, that we will be an accurate representation of your son, Jesus that we can love people the way that you've asked us to love people, that we can be the voice of hope in our community. And Lord, we can't do this by ourselves. We rely on you. We place our life in your hands. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. It was so good to just connect again. Please, uh, Don't forget to connect with us if you need to connect with us across our social media platforms. Uh, We love you. We look forward to connecting with you. And beyond that, we look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We trust that you have a great week. Bye. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Be 
beyond that, have a great day.